Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Well, hello again. Thank you for joining us for Lunch Break. I am Pierce Brantley, co-host of the Eternal Entrepreneur. Today, we are unpacking the subject of kingdom business. Most specifically, we're going to unpack the definition of what it means to be an eternal entrepreneur. It's not just a podcast name. It's not just a clever set of words that we throw around. When Joe and I talk about being an eternal entrepreneur, it means something super specific. And just like in your own business, you probably come back to your mission, your values ever so often. I really felt that it'd be important to come back to center and really unpack what it means when we address you all, our listeners, as eternal entrepreneurs, when we talk about eternal entrepreneurship, what that looks like as a day in the life, as a business builder, as a kingdom participant. And so I'm really excited to talk to you all about this today because I think understanding really the nuance of what it means to be an eternal entrepreneur will have an incredible impact on your life and on your business. Many of you all have probably felt the seismic shift of the spirit in your own business, in your own uh, journeys in life. You have felt the quake of what God is doing in the kingdom. And up until this point, it has just been the sixth sense. It has been the awareness that God is doing something. But now God wants to do something more in your life. He wants to take you to the fault line. He wants to show you where heaven and earth collide, where what he is doing is impacting the world around you. And this is what it means to have eyes to see and ears to hear, because all of a sudden, you are not just aware of something peripherally in your soul, in your spirit, but you are actually participating and aware of and seeing what God is doing. And you're not simply building something for today or working with someone for today, but what you are doing, hopefully, has an eternal end in mind. So one of the first times I think I ever experienced what it meant to be an eternal entrepreneur was recently after I'd sold uh, my agency. I was, I want to say I was 25 or 26, and I was working with a new client with the agency that I'd sold to. We were in Chicago or north of Chicago a little bit. We were working with this really cool, really cool food manufacturing company. If you were to open your cupboards right now, if you were to go to a restaurant, there's a good chance they had a hand in what you're eating. One of the things they do that I just think is awesome is they have this mission and it was to, at the time, I think they had around 500 employees and contractors all in. They had a vision for 5,000 across the entire globe and they wanted that within a set period of time. And one of the ways in which they achieved this was actually by going into impoverished different parts of the world buying up the land there. And in some parts of the land, there'd be tribes and stuff like that who lived on the land. And they would transform it. They would teach the people who lived there a skill. And then they would pay the people to work the land that they bought from them. So it was a really cool way of investing in the people locally and really even building economies and places where there was nothing there. So literally creating something creative from the chaos. Really cool. I was there with part of my team, and one of the things they had run up against was 
on the business side, how do we communicate the scope of what we do? Because there are a lot of different aspects to what they did. There was conflict because anytime you were hitting up an issue where you have both a communication problem and a process implementation reality, you're going to have different perspectives. And sometimes it's just the language we use, but oftentimes it's about the approach as well. And so that's what we were there to solve. As I was there, I decided to pray in the boardroom with the CEO, the CMO, and a bunch of other heavy hitters. And I just asked the Lord for wisdom. And I said, Lord, you know how to communicate this. I don't know how to communicate this. Neither does it seem like anyone else in the room. How do you see this playing out? How should the processes be structured in such a way that people can engage with the business more effectively? It was just a simple prayer. But instantly, I got a picture. That's how the Lord oftentimes shows me things. A picture of all of the different pieces being laid out in the of the business in the way they should be, and then what to call them, and then in the order in which to basically go about talking about them with a new client. I felt like I got that download, I internalized it, and then I went to the whiteboard and, and did the work. Instantly in the room, what went from conflict and chaos went to clarity. And we had alignment. We had alignment because the Spirit of God aligned everyone in the room where two or more gathered to see something clearly. Now, the cool thing about that is it affected, it influenced a downstream vision that the company had. And so that was a really cool experience for me. Now, what does that have to do with an eternal entrepreneur or eternal entrepreneurship? I'll tell you, when Joe and I were really pressing into how to talk about what it is we wanted to talk about, we really felt like the Spirit of God impressed on us a very specific reality about kingdom. So oftentimes when we think about what does it mean to have a a heaven-centered, a kingdom-centered business, family, outing, what like anything you could put the Christian label on, we oftentimes try to find we find ourselves taking the effects, the symbols of Christianity and putting them in a box or putting the label on them and then putting the exact same thing that the world does on the inside and saying, this is the Christian version. And we do this in part because we have the right motive, but oftentimes we know that we're not really changing anything about the way we go about doing what we do. And yet we're all still seeking what it means to please the Lord. The Bible says actually strive to understand what it mean, What does it mean to please the Lord and, and what you do? Because it's not always obvious. Anyway, what the Lord had showed us was it comes from, bear with me, 2 Corinthians 3.17. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And to go before that, that's sandwiched actually for more context. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Friends, the veil between labor and love is torn. When you come to Christ, when you are in Christ, the ability to see from a different perspective, to enter into what God is doing, is readily available to you. There is not a divide any longer. The veil between labor and love is torn. You can walk through it because God is accessible to you. Verse 18, and we with unveiled faces all reflect the glory of the Lord and are being transformed into his image with intensifying glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
as an eternal entrepreneur, you, son or daughter of Christ, kingdom builder, business owner, everything you do should have an increase in freedom. And what do I mean by that? Not just in your own internal life. You are free by definition because you are in Christ. And you're going to be growing in that, I believe, your entire life, realizing new nuances of that your entire life. But that should have an effect on everything you do. Friends, the business world is one of the most slave-oriented, slave-mentality-oriented places I have ever seen. You talk about workaholism. You talk about being in bondage to going up the ladder. You talk about never leaving your desk, either mentally or physically. You talk about giving up, sacrificing good things in life in order to keep a paycheck. You talk about capitalism gone awry. The business world without Christ is a friend to a slave-minded life. It's awful. But in Christ, we have the ability to go past the veil, to enter into the secret place, and to go understand with new eyes what freedom should look like in whatever business we own. What that means downstream is that for our employees, our contractors, our clients, we are not operating the same way. We are bringing peace and abundance and freedom into their lives in such a way that they sigh when they leave an interaction with us. Their shoulders are not as heavy. The way in which they go and participate in a project or something that we are doing with them actually is bringing more life to them, not less. It is adding to, not siphoning from. Jesus said that he came to give life and life abundantly. If we are that conduit, if we are reflecting Christ accurately, that abundance should be an overflow into everything else that we do. The reality of that being peace, being freedom. Proverbs tells us that where there is a lack of vision, the people perish. And a business, your business, whether it's just you or a couple tens of people, a couple fifties, a couple hundreds of people, are all participating in some vision. Now, it might be the absence of vision. It might be an idea of vision or it might be super clear what that vision is. But I can tell you now that in order for that vision to be in alignment with what the kingdom of God is about, then in Christ, there needs to be an increase of freedom. So if your vision is not lending itself to a greater participation in awareness of scratching the itch of who is Christ and what is he about, then it is not adding to the abundant life, the kingdom life that God has called us to and given us, especially for those who are, we are asking to come along the journey with us. To be an eternal entrepreneur means to pursue freedom in every process, in every presentation, in every project, with every client, with every employee, with every contractor, 
It is allowing who Christ is to have a direct impact, correlation, change agent effect on the work I do during the day. And the great thing about this, don't miss this, is that it is not more work. It is not striving to add freedom to something. Actually, most of the time, it is taking away. It is subtracting things that I have done in the name of excellence, in the name of brand, in the name of competitive analysis. It is subtracting these things so that the Spirit of God can have His way in all of those things. And when we do that, friend, when we do, that is when we begin to see transformation. That is when we begin to leave the workday and we do not feel tired, but we feel filled. Why? Because we've spent time in the tabernacle. We have been participating in what the Spirit of God does all day long so that when we leave, we are not anxious or tired or just ready to hit the couch. No, it is quite the opposite. We've come down from the mountain. We have glory on our faces, and we are in greater awareness of what God is doing on the earth. So there is action. It's a lunch break. There's got to be a little action. But it's a, it's a paradox. What I want you to do this week is say, Lord, what do I need to subtract from my business in order to make room for your spirit. Don't go all perfectionist on me and do an analysis of every single process and every single department in your business. Just say, Lord, I am willing to be made willing. Where should I subtract so that I can make room for you? And he may ask you to kill something. He may ask you to kill an initiative. He may ask you to kill the pursuit of a certain client. He may ask you not to hire an A player that you thought was going to change your business so that he can be the one to change something for you. He'll let you know. Or maybe he'll call you into greater stewardship. But this week, say, Lord, in order to allow for more eternal perspective in my business, I just want to ask you, what should I remove so that the kingdom can be more evident in what I'm doing? Okay, eternal entrepreneur, it's time to go. I love you. I'm praying for you. Have a fantastic week, and I'll catch you again soon. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.